week nine of the Ohio high school football season, and this is your WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. A jam-packed episode for you today. We have plenty on the table for you. If you like high school football, this is the place to be. Uh, our WCPO football game of the week is 6-2 and two Highlands at 6-1 and one CovCath on Friday night. We'll have all the coverage for you about that game. And a little bit later on, you're going to hear from Highlands coach Bob Spire and senior linebacker Sam Robinson about this rivalry with CovCath, uh, trying to snap a nine-game losing streak to the Colonels. So uh, some interesting thoughts there from the Bluebirds. A little later on, you're going to hear from Wyoming head coach Aaron Hancock about the Cowboys' 65 consecutive regular season victories and why he believes senior running back C.J. Hester is simply the best running back in the state of Ohio. C.J. is only 243 yards away from joining the state's all-time career rushing yards list. And you're also going to hear from St. Xavier coach Steve Specht about his longtime friendship with Cleveland St. Ignatius coach Chuck Kyle. Kyle, uh, if you followed high school football here in Ohio, is retiring after this season after 40 years as head coach. And the Bombers play host to the Wildcats at 3 p.m. on Saturday afternoon at St. X. And um, uh, But first up, one last look at a memorable week eight. I will tell you, plain and simple, the best high school football game I've seen all season long. Lakota West defeated Fairfield 38-31 to in double overtime at a jam-packed Fairfield Alumni Stadium on homecoming. And I spoke with Lakota West senior quarterback Mitch Bolden right after the game. It was just the second time the Firebirds trailed at halftime all season, and he had some thoughts uh, in the postgame. You know, that was... That was a great game. I mean, hats off to to uh, Fairfield and Talon. I mean, that article you guys wrote, we pretty much lived up to it. It was amazing. Great, great atmosphere, great crowd. Fairfield's a great team. That was a battle. And I mean, what? why else would you want to play? That's why you want to play right there. Did you expect this all the way down to the wire? I mean, obviously, first half wasn't the way you guys thought, but I mean... Yes. About that. Yeah, I mean, we've been in games like that before this year, so we weren't too worried going into halftime. We knew, I mean, Fairfield was going to come out and punch us in the mouth. We knew, you know, they gave us a good shot, and they kept doing it, you know. That was that was the part that shocked me, you know. They stayed resilient throughout the whole game, and I'm glad we were as well and squeaked out a win right How there. How physical was it out here tonight? Oh, I, tomorrow morning's going to suck. That's all <laughs> I can say. I'm not going to be able to uh, get out of bed. But, uh, you know, I love it. You know, I, I love being physical, you know. I'm like a linebacker playing quarterback. You know, I love to hit. So it, it was a great game. How's that eating no feel? What's up? How's that eating no feel right now? Oh, it feels great, you know. You don't want to be a, wouldn't want to be in any other spot, you know. We're on the first place in the GMC right now, which we've worked the whole offseason for. And, you know, I mean, we just got to keep this going into the playoffs. Well, Bolden rushed for four touchdowns and threw for another as the Firebirds remained undefeated. They erased that 10-3 halftime deficit, and uh, Mitch Bolden improved a 34-6 and as a starting quarterback, and uh, certainly a big-time victory for the Firebirds, who have clinched a home game in the playoffs, according to Joe Idle. Uh, they play Middletown Friday night at Barnett Stadium, and uh, things are looking really, really good there in Westchester Township as we head down the home stretch here the final two weeks of the regular season. Before I go any further, this High School Insider podcast is presented by by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play is always chicken. Start your day tomorrow with a fresh, warm breakfast. Now, switching gears, we're going to cross over to the river a little bit, and uh, our WCPO Game of the Week is 6-2 and two Highlands at 6-1 and one Covington Catholic on Friday night. 
This is going to be another largely anticipated crowd. Uh, could be up to 4,500 people over there in Park Hills on Friday night. I caught up with uh, Highlands senior linebacker Sam Robinson after practice on Tuesday. Asked them about how uh, six consecutive wins this season has really helped propel the Bluebirds into this rivalry game against Cuffcat. I think having six wins coming into Cuffcat, I think that's a really big deal. Give us a great confidence boost coming into a big, tough, big rivalry game that we've had for forever. I mean, the, I mean, the best part about these past six games has just been like our confidence overall and just how we've had the chemistry we've built. Always past six games gives us like the best chance coming into Cuffcath to go in there and get a win. Coach mentioned the weight room being emphasized mm-hmm. all throughout the season. Can you talk about that? Maybe the spring and summer, how prepared you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with the pre, I mean, with previously we never did like a lot of weight room stuff, but since Coach Fire and Coach Hagen got here, they really ad- really adapted and made us. Love the weight room, and we are in there. Two, we are in there two times a week. We are in there all off season, getting bigger, getting stronger, and like us maintaining that is going to help. Is helping us throughout the season, keeping our strength. Though we can keep competing with teams. You know, you're senior, obviously. Uh, what's it mean to be involved with Cuffcath Week? What's week leading up to it like? I mean, just I've played. I mean, I've played against these dudes four times. I'm moving four against them on varsity. Being and this being my last year, and possibly the last time I'm playing against them. I mean, I want this one bad. I mean, I know everybody else. This is kind of one of the ones where you look at a schedule and you circle that one on your schedule, knowing you're going over to Park Hills and playing them. I mean, that's that's one of the ones you look forward to, especially as a senior. What's it like to compete in, in such a game like that? I mean, just the sheer atmosphere that's gonna be, that's you're gonna have over there is gonna be awesome. I mean, they're and they're they're a very good football team too. I mean, just us going back and forth against them, it's gonna be a dogfight. It's gonna I mean, it's gonna come down to the very end, and hopefully we're able to pull it out. Uh, what's the defense doing so well? Back-to-back shutouts for you guys. What do you like? Um, I feel like the past two weeks we've been really good. At, we've been really good at stopping stopping the run. And just being able to work, like, know, have our chemistry, like I said earlier, and being able to uh, communicate with everyone on defense, I feel like that's what's just been helping us so much these past two weeks. 44 tackles. I mean, how have you, how do you kind of evaluate the way you've played this year? I mean, I, th- I mean, I'm not going to put a lot of credit to that on myself. I'm going to do that to more of the coaching staff. I think, I mean, I want to thank them, obviously, for being able to put them in positions and make the plays like, like I've been able to this entire year. And I want to thank all my teammates, just like being able to make, like, make those plays and having me be, be able to make the position around them and make all those plays I've been able to make this year. You kind of look at coaches' first year last year and for this mm-hmm. year. Is it, is it light years ahead? Of just a year ago, or? I mean, yeah, I mean, we've had, I mean, we've had a very similar process we had last year, very similar practice style. But I mean, just how we are as a team, we're much more dynamic, we're much more physical up front. Now you can tell how much this means to Sam Robinson. He mentioned going 0 and 4 against Cuffcath. Well, the Colonels have won nine consecutive games against Highlands, going back to 2016. And uh, I caught up with Highlands coach Bob Spire, and he talked about the keys to victory this Friday night. Uh, you you got to play 48 minutes. I mean, every, every play could be the difference in the game. I think it's a bloodbath. I think it's a, it's a, it's one of those slobber knockers. Uh, it's 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 going to be old school for, in a, in a lot of ways, um, and and I think it's it's going to come down to the old things of who tackles best and who handles the ball best. Probably special teams are going to be huge. I just think it's going to be one of those kind of games. 
Well, Highlands holds a 49-26 to all-time advantage against Covcath, but it's certainly going to be a great matchup. Class 5A showdown there in Park Hills. Uh, talked to Eddie Eviston there at Covcath this week, and they're coming off a bye, and he says, you know, this is what high school sports is all about. He really didn't understand the rivalry until he came to Covcath. And, uh, but then again, he's keeping it in perspective. And Coach Spire said the same thing. One game doesn't make or break our season, but, uh, you know, all the cards, all the dice, whatever you want to say, whatever cliche it is, everything's on the table for Friday night. It's going to be a great matchup. These two teams could see each other in the playoffs as well. Uh, going back to Ohio for a quick second, I'm going to switch gears again. Wyoming is another team that uh, you want to keep your eye on as we head down the home stretch, heading into the playoffs. 8 0, won 65 consecutive regular season games. They've outscored their opponents, get this, 314 to 21 this season. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, CJ Hester, the outstanding senior running back, he's going to Western Michigan. He's only 243 yards away from joining the state's all time career rushing yards list. And uh, caught up with Coach Aaron Hancock this past weekend, and he talked about what he likes the most about the Cowboys as they head into senior night this Friday against Finneytown. Our guys just continue to get better each and every week. I mean, uh, they do, they're doing a great job uh, Monday through Thursday, so that they, they perform well on Friday. And, um, you know, our guys, I'm really happy with our progress each and every week and just t- continuing to take that next step each and every week is, is going to be crucial when we get into the playoffs and make a long, make a long run in the playoffs. How significant was CJ's performance on Friday? Oh, great. I mean, I think I think he's the he's the best running back in the state of Ohio. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that uh, he he performs his best um, in big games and and he has an opportunity to uh, really continue to thrive um, this year. Um, and then, you know, he's a competitor. He plays both ways. He also plays uh, safety for us. Um, so. He is, he's, a, he's a worker, and uh, he's willing to do whatever it takes for his team to be successful. Um, and uh, just a great, great captain, great leader, great football player. His uh, rushing yards of 322 second most all-time in Wyoming program history behind Gene Fleming, who had 345 in 2002. But uh, um, obviously, CJ getting a lot of the spotlight, but um, how well has the offensive line played for him uh, this season as well? Oh, fantastic. I think our offensive line – so one of the best offensive lines I've seen since I've been here, if not the best, um, and uh, just a lot of experience. A lot of these guys have been playing since sophomore. Even some of them have been playing since freshman year as a starter on the offensive line. Um, and uh, they, they, they work well together, um, and they're, they're big, they're physical, and they just got a scrappiness to them that's just uh, – it, it's, it's fun to watch. People see the eight no record coach and, and obviously the as I mentioned the consecutive wins in, in the regular season. But um take us through. I mean, it's it's not as easy as just what it looks like on a on a website or on a piece of paper, but uh maybe take us through this season and just how much you've enjoyed this group and what makes this group, I guess, so much uh, enjoyable to coach. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of experience. We have 21 seniors. That's the most seniors I've had uh since being the head coach here. Um and they're they're good football players, and they 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 play a valuable role across the board: offense, defense, special teams. Um, and uh, our development as a program comes from us working Monday through Thursday, so that we can perform at our best on game day. And uh, and, and you know we we take that very serious. We talk a lot about just you know competitive maturity is like you know we got to continue to grow. It's 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 really you 
versus yourself each and every week is how are you going to get better? How are you going to be the best that you can be to perform for you, for your team and for your teammates? And uh, so each and every week, that, that's what we preach. You know, we preach about, you know, making sure that, you, you know, you're setting daily goals out at practice um, that are specific. Um, and, uh, you know, our kids work hard for that. Our, our coaches do a great job of preparing our kids um, each and every week. And, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun to watch and to be a part of a program where everyone really buys in to the program and uh, willing to do whatever it takes to, to take this program to the next level. What about for you as a coach? You've been doing this a long time, obviously. Um, just you knew this back in the summer. Obviously, that you have an experienced group coming back, but just um, gives you time to do other things, I would assume, and, and be able to game plan in a different way, scheme in a different way um, when you have an experienced group. Can you talk about just that that leadership that maybe you have within the locker room that you, you know, obviously you don't have to worry about some of those things? Yeah, I think each and every year you have to assess where your team is. You know, um, I think last year um, we had to uh, we had to work on some different schemes, schematic stuff uh, to really install early in camp uh, and kind of kept it kind of basic. Um, we knew we had a lot of people coming back this year. And so we were able to um, really take it to another level and really install very quickly and uh, put in some things that that we thought felt like are going to help us this year both offensively, defensively, and also special teams wise. So we, so we just went a lot faster with the uh, install process. And then it got the kids um, more experience, you know, when you get stuff installed and now you just rep it, rep it, rep it every day in practice. Um, you know, these kids, you know, they're high school kids and they need to have, you need to work it every single day uh, and really hit, hit the nail on the head every single day and make sure that, that they understand why they're doing the things that they're, they're being asked to do. And uh, so this group does a tremendous job. I mean, um, they're good football players, they're good leaders, and, uh, you know, they're good examples for our kids coming up in our program. Uh, it's a lot of fun to watch, you know. Um, it's a lot of fun to watch. Defensively, who's really stood out for you? I mean, obviously, limited Marymount to 14 points. You've had several shutouts this season. What do you like on that side of the ball? I think uh, we do a great job of playing team defense. I mean, our defense coordinator, Chad Seymour, does a fantastic job of putting our kids in position to be successful each and every week. And, uh, you know, uh, Joel Allen, A.J. Howard, uh, Deuce Wiley, Tony Blair on our defensive line, um, Quade Howard linebacker, D.J. Gray linebacker, Coleman Jeffers, T.T. Graxton. I mean, I can go down a list. That's just on our front seven. we got a lot of experience in our front seven. And our secondary does a tremendous job. Chaz Early, um, Joel Hancock, um, uh, Matty Mitchell, um, Will Svensson, and C.J. Hester, and and uh, and Denim Miller. They all do a great job of, of really playing uh, very successful um, defense each and every week. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of fun to watch, but, but they don't really um, – you know, buy into the individualism of, of the defense. You know, they're, they're one unit. They play as one unit. And we got some other guys that, that rotate in and, and, and play. We play about 16 kids on each side of the ball. And, um, you know, so they all – we got 16 starters that are out there. And, and, and every chance that they get, uh, they're going to take full advantage of it. How tough has Quaid been for you all season? 
Oh, fantastic. Tough, uh, Quaid's a tough kid, man. Hard-nosed kid. Um, just a lot of fun to watch, a lot of fun to coach. Yep. I guess what's your message here is you kind of uh, wind down the, the regular season. Obviously, um, according to Joe, I don't Wyoming's clinched a playoff spot there, number one in Division Four, Region 16 right now in the computer point standings. But it's got to be, you know, maintaining the health and, 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 you know, being smart about that. Is that something that you've emphasized mm-hmm. to your guys? Absolutely. I mean, you got you got to look at everything. You got to look at everything uh, each each and every week. You got to look at how you're going to, um, I guess, always look ahead. You know, you're always looking to the to, to what what could happen. How are you going to adjust to what could happen? Uh, so, you know, we, we like to, you know, we're week 10 matters at Wyoming. There's a lot of high schools that week 10 doesn't matter. Um, but week 10 always matters at Wyoming. And uh, and that's that's important for us. And then getting into the playoffs matter and, and making a long run. So we got to stay healthy. Uh, we got to take care of our bodies. And then we also have to prepare our practice schedule in a way that that fits that. Um, so, you know, making little adjustments in our practice schedule and our teaching and uh, our group periods throughout, um, you know, our, our, our season can really pay dividends in the long run, uh, keep our kids legs fresh. Uh, keep our kids healthy. And so when we're able to hit into um, the playoffs, we're, we're hitting full steam ahead. So we're awfully excited about that. We believe we've been doing that and we believe we've been taking those right steps to, um, to go out there and perform at our best um, when it comes time. I know obviously Wyoming football, anybody who uh, covers or has followed Cincinnati high school football knows about the winning tradition there at Wyoming and the number of you know, conference titles and, and and talking about playoffs and state championships, that sort of thing, but still senior night this week. What, what does that represent to not only the program, but um, the players, the families, you as a coach? I mean, what, what type of pride do you take in that evening? Well, I always, I always believe that the, the, the most beneficial experience that a, a player can have is being a part of our program. And, and I really mean that. I tell that to our parents as they come in as freshmen is, you know, um, the most I want this to be the most beneficial experience that your son can have through his high school career. And that's a big statement. And I take that very serious. Our coaching staff takes that very serious. You know, we want to mentor your kids, we want to mentor your son to be the best that he can be and see that, you know, how to make how to make goals, how to start, how to work to reach those goals. And the, the, the people and the young men that these guys become from freshman year to senior year is incredible. Not only, not only mentally, physically, emotionally, we, it's, it's incredible to watch. Um, you know, we have a good system that we go through, but, but really it's about building relationships and really being genuine with what you talk about. Um, really helping the kids out any way you can, um, finding their, what they want to do in, in the future. If they want to play college football, give them, give them everything they have and, and give them all the resources that they can do. Uh, if they just want to go to a, a specific college or join the military or find another path, just helping kids find ways to Im- improve themselves and to be the best they can be. And, and that's what our program's about is just, you know, really developing the relationships and helping them be the best they can be. Um, and we're awfully proud of that. What I hear from this from coaches all the time. They learn something about their student athletes or their teams or whatever. What have you learned about this team that maybe has helped you, not only professionally, you know, obviously in school within the program, but just personally as well? What what, what have you enjoyed about this team? Yeah, I think I think the the key thing is each and every year, 
like I said before, you have to reevaluate and kind of see how, how your team can be successful. Well, you know, you have to evaluate each and every year what you're doing as a coach to motivate individuals because uh, kids, kids are different. You have to find ways to motivate uh, kids this, you know, differently than when I even started 22 years ago. Um, you know, so it's just a matter of, I, I think these guys, they show up, they work hard, uh, they give me everything they have, and I'm going to do the same for them. And, uh, and, and that, that makes you awfully proud when you can, when you can go in there, work hard, and you know the kids are going to be uh, working just as hard and care just as much as you do. Um, so that's this group and, uh, you know, off, awfully good group. Um, but I know they have high expectations, they have big goals, and we're going to do everything we can to help them uh, meet those goals. Wyoming coach Aaron Hancock, uh, really appreciate your time and perspective as always. Best of luck to the Cowboys. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. On Wyoming. You talk about tradition-rich programs across the state of Ohio, and Wyoming is certainly there. The best winning percentage in the entire state, going back to its history. And, uh, you know, everybody wants to talk about uh, the most recent history with Evan Prater. Obviously, the University of Cincinnati quarterback led him to the state championship a couple of years ago. But this team, and talking to Coach Hancock, you could just tell in his voice, I mean, this is has a team that has experience on both sides of the ball. They have a toughness about them. And really, as Coach mentioned, he has the leadership in that locker room. That really means everything to Wyoming. So this is going to be a fun team to watch Division 4 Region 16 as uh, we get going with the playoffs here in just two weeks. But before we go any further, I want to remind you this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants where the winning play is always chicken. Download the app today for easy ordering. Well, a game this weekend I'm also keeping my eye on is over in Springfield Township as St. Xavier takes on Cleveland St. Ignatius. And uh, this is always a great game between two Jesuit programs. A lot of respect between uh, the Cleveland and Cincinnati power programs. And uh, this will be the final game in Cincinnati for longtime Cleveland St. Ignatius coach Chuck Kyle, who's retiring after this season, his 40th as a head coach. Uh, he's led the Wildcats to 11 state championships, including three national titles. And uh, I know he's been longtime friends with St. X coach Steve Specht. And uh, uh, joining me now is Coach Specht. Coach, how would you characterize your longtime friendship with Coach Kyle? I consider Chuck a very dear friend. He's been a mentor to me. I think if, if as I look back in my career, Mike, there's there's a handful of guys, and I think it's true of any walk of life, there's a handful of people um, that impact your life and your direction in a meaningful way. And, and Chuck Kyle was clearly one of those guys and continues to be one of those guys in my life. I've been very blessed to, to have met him and developed a really positive relationship with him because he is the gold standard. When you talk about the GOAT, Chuck Kyle is the greatest of all time as, as far as I'm concerned in uh, Ohio high school football. Take me back to 2009. Uh, you were the defensive coordinator there for the uh, U.S. under-19 national team that won the gold medal there in Canton, and uh, Coach Kyle was the head coach. And um, uh, How much did you know, Coach, prior to that? I know you had played uh, St. Ignatius, obviously, every year since you started as head coach back in 2004, but uh, what was that like to coach with him? Oh, it was awesome. It was, I remember, I still remember I was sitting in my basement the, the day that Chuck had called me to invite me to coach on his staff. And uh, I got the call and he asked me without even blinking, I said, coach, I, I, 
I'd carry the water for you just to be a part of this and to have an opportunity to watch and learn. And I had no clue what I what I was about to embark upon. But Chuck had put together a staff of of guys that are my dearie, my very dear friends today from around the country to coach the first team USA. And and as I look back, the just the fact that he thought of me to join the staff because I was like a little kid in a candy factory. I'm, like, I'm not kidding you. It was it was a month. We spent an entire month in Canton. And it was like a, a month-long clinic that never ended. I learned more about football. I learned more about life. I learned an awful lot about Coach Kyle and why he's why he's been so successful. And I carried I carried a lot away from that that tournament um, into my into my career at Saint Xavier High School. So yeah, it was an honor to coach. For Coach Kyle, he always said, he'll be the first to say, no, we co- you coached with me. No, I coached for you because uh, he was steering that ship. And, man, what a great leader. Um, just a tremendous experience on my end. St. X and St. Ignatius, obviously both Jesuit uh, schools. And, um, you know, I'm just kind of reading some of the coverage, watching some of the things in Northeast Ohio about Coach Kyle. And um, it seems like, you know, even beyond the 11 state championships, the three national titles that that program has garnered, I mean, it's the, the connections that he's had. Uh, seems to be the legacy that he's had with the student athletes. And I know you pride yourself on that, obviously, with the long blue line. I mean, how much do you kind of see a parallel there in terms of uh, the way you've operated and managed your program over the years and the way that Coach Kyle has as well? Well, it's interesting you ask that question, Mike. Uh, Coach Kyle's a 69 graduate of St. Ignatius. I'm an 86 graduate of St. Xavier High School. So, when you really look at, at our career paths and the direction each of us chose, the Jesuit, the Jesuit philosophy impacted us tremendously. And it, it's been really good for me to talk with Chuck and just to listen to him talk about how the pursuit of excellence every single day and how striving for more, we call it striving for the modest, how intertwined it is in both of our programs. And many times, as I said, when I was on, when I was in Canton coaching for Coach Kyle, listening to him and learning so much from him based on the Jesuit legacy was really profound for me because I, I do believe you're you know, obviously a product of your environment, you're a product of your history and the people you learn from. And our journeys, I guess, best way to put it, our journeys through the Jesuit education, Chuck and Ignatius, myself at St. Xavier, are, are very similar. And I wrote about it in, in Fourth and Redemption. I had called Coach Kyle and he wrote a he wrote a passage in the book for me, but the schools are so incredibly similar. Um, you know, St. Ignatius brought St. Xavier along into the Jesuits back way back when. Uh, and, and the parallels are, are just uncanny. And I think that um, the only place the parallels stop is that Chuck's the greatest of all time. And, I, and I'm just happy to know the greatest of all time. <laughs> Both English teachers, though, right? I mean, there had been some... Uh... Stories there, maybe, uh, as you guys coach together, or at least over the years, maybe. <laughs> is there is there something there that, I mean, he, he was always prided himself on being a teacher first. I know you, you've always said that, you know, it's it's beyond football for you as well. So can you kind of take me through that? Maybe some insight on, on making those connections, as I mentioned, with those student athletes that go beyond the game, that go, that's set up for later in life as well. 
Yeah, I, I think the best coaches are the best teachers. I, I really believe that. And at the very core of Chuck Kyle is a man that wants to teach. He wants to educate. Um, he cares deeply about seeing kids develop, and not just in the game of football. This is it, this has nothing to do with the game of football. Uh, Chuck will be the first to tell you coaching is what he does, not who he is. Who he is at the very core is is a wonderful human being, a wonderful husband, a wonderful father, and a wonderful teacher. And to this day, Chuck continues. I don't know how many sections of Shakespeare he continues to teach. And I marvel at that, Mike, because the amount of work that an English teacher puts in grading papers, and I did it. I, I was an English teacher for a shoot of four, three years at Lakota High School and then 10 years at St. Xavier. No, it's a lot of time grading the papers and, and lesson planning. And Chuck has not skipped a beat. He said since, what, 50, 51 years of doing this is unbelievable. I mean, I had to get, I went to the dean's office. I, I became the dean of <laughs> discipline to get away from grading the papers and, and then went into development at St. X. But Chuck, for his entire career, has taught English. And, and I just find it, I just find it amazing that he has been able to adapt and change with the times over the years and, and continue to have his the impact he has on so many different people from so many walks of life. And it's not just the kids from Ignatius. It, it's the coaches around the country like myself and I, you know, Frank Lemke and Chris Merritt, and I could go down the list, Tom Bainter in Washington, all the guys that, that got together, spent time in his, just his reach you know, his reach has exceeded his grasp. I, I can tell you that much. He is, he's made an impact on so many, so many lives. What will you say to him on Saturday? Uh, I don't know. I've got a, got a little gift for him and I'll hand his, shake his hand and I'll, uh, I'll thank him. I'll thank him for all he's done. Not for, not just for me, but for the game of football and, and as always, uh, I'll tell him this is a lesser place. This world's a lesser place without, without Coach Kyle coaching in it. And I say that with all sincerity. Um, so it'll be it'll be good, and he'll give me a hug, and he'll say, have a great game, as he always does. And he's always done it the right way, Mike. That's the – he has always done it the right way. At least the way I, I – when I got into this game, he was – as I said, he's the gold standard. He's uh, he's the guy you want to learn from, and I've been blessed to – to have that opportunity. Anybody who's covered uh, high school football here in the state of Ohio or has followed it for a long time knows, obviously, about St. Ignatius. And has a unique Cincinnati connection, too. Their first state title, 1988, defeated Princeton. Coach Pat Mancuso, next year, defeated Muller. And um, Crusaders were led by Steve Cloney. Uh, faced Elder, faced St. Z- X uh, three times in the state finals, actually. And uh, uh, I, w- I would be remiss if I didn't mention 2016. You mentioned your book, and <laughs> obviously that that double overtime victory by the Bombers um, after trailing 10 nothing at halftime, and um, you know, Coach Kyle, obviously part of that history that uh, everybody who's been associated with Saint X will remember forever in that game. And I, I guess, what what do you remember about not only that game? We could we could talk about that for hours, but maybe. Uh, uh, the way those two teams went after each other and, and you know, you, maybe your words that Coach Kyle told you or you told him after the game. Wow. That that season was just so, such a remarkable run and so much fun to finish five and five. And 
and have a chance to go and play Ignatius. I, I think that will go down as one of the greatest high school football games, at least state championship games in the history of Ohio high school football. Um, you know, great coach was always gracious. You know, he was humble in victory and gracious in defeat. He, and that's, as I say, learning from him and watching how he would deal with such an incredible disappointment. Now, we've been on the, the losing end of the state title game to Ignatius twice, 92 and 98. But he was just always so gracious and always talked about the kids. It was never about anything but how hard the kids played. And what a great game. And, oh, I, I, you know, Coach, it's, it's a shame anybody lost this game. And, you know, he was just so humble. He, he's a very human. Humility is a, is a great adjective this, to describe or a humble is a great adjective to describe Chuck Kyle because that's what he is at the very core. It's always about the kids. It's always about the team. It's always about the mission. And the mission is so much bigger than all of us. And those are just a few of the things I've taken away from Coach um, over the years. Great. And Coach, finally, uh, what's your message to the team as you get ready? Obviously, week nine here, two regular season games left. And um, um, what are you hoping to, to accomplish not only Saturday, but uh, get, getting ready for the playoffs? What's been the message to the team? Every day is a great opportunity to get a little bit better, Mike. Really, that's that's true of any, any walk of life, any facet of life. And that's where these kids are. We're trying to teach them, hey, disappointment's a part of life, but how you deal with disappointment is more more important than anything else. And it, it, through the game of football and high school football, it's a game. I think we all need to keep perspective on. And, and again, this is a good conversation to have centered around Chuck Kyle because Chuck is always about the object of the game. He wrote a book called The Object of the Game. And, and it's so much bigger then who wins and who loses? We all want to win. We all want to fight like crazy to win, and we're going to coach them like crazy, and we're going to ask them to work hard. But ultimately, the object of the game is to kid these, teach these kids about life and about how you deal with adversity and, and how you deal not only with adversity but success. You have to be balanced in this world, and that's what we want these kids to learn. Um, you play a national schedule. You play great competition week in and week out. It's no different from anybody else in the GCL South. Pat, Pat McLaughlin and I had a great conversation Friday night just about the schedules that we all play. And no matter the end of the year, no matter your record, you are better for the experiences that, that you've been through with these kids because they played great competition. They didn't duck anybody. They got better as the year went on. Now you got to stay healthy. You got to catch a few breaks. But at the end of the year, if you're playing your best football, if the kids have grown and developed, they've learned life lessons. Hey, what else do you want? I mean, that's what the educational process is about. And I think if Coach Kyle were on this podcast, he'd say to you, that's the object of the game is to learn. And and I think we have learned. And who knows? Shoot, Mike, we brought up 16. You know, I've seen teams finish five and five and win a state championship. Um, so it's not out of the question. It's not out of the ordinary. But again, if the focus and the, the object of the game is to improve, get better, learn, and grow – then we're well on our way, um, as as most programs in the state of Ohio are. So that that's the message. Get a little bit better. Keep keep grinding. Keep focused, and 
let's uh, like, you know, God's going to figure it all out in the end anyway. We're just, uh, we're here to give our best and let him, him sort it all out. Coach, really appreciate your time and perspective. You're always grateful. Um, I'm always grateful for your time and, and thanks uh, again and best of luck to the Bombers the rest of the season. Appreciate you, Mike. Thanks for all you do for high school sport. We It really means a lot. Well, if you followed high school football here in the state of Ohio, you know what Chuck Kyle has meant to the game, uh, not only in the Cleveland and Northeast Ohio area, but just uh, overall. And you could tell from Coach Speck there how much respect he has for Coach Kyle. It's going to be weird to not see him on the sidelines uh, a year from now as uh, Cleveland St. Ignatius would, would host St. X next season. But uh, certainly a lot of memories there. And uh, it is one thing to hear another coach talk about uh, the respect and the admiration he has for another in his coaching. Uh, coaching profession, and that is certainly true for Steve Specht and Chuck Kyle. Well, I have a lot of games I'm keeping my eye on this weekend, week nine, as we uh, get ready for the playoff matchups. A lot of computer points at stake. 8-0 Baden, number one in the Division Three state poll there at Fenwick. Uh, the Falcons are 6-2. and two. Baden going for its fifth consecutive GCL co-ed title, and uh, Fenwick is number three in the Division Four Region 16 standings. They've clinched a playoff spot already. How about Stargill Stadium uh, on Friday night? 6-1 and one, Hughes playing 6-2 and two tag. Both teams trying for that CMAC championship. That's going to be a fun one to watch. And then let's go over to Indiana. East Central with a 7-1 record. They host 7-1 Ron Colley. And then over in the GMC, how about Fairfield coming off that tough overtime, double overtime loss to Lakota West. They're number 7 in Region 4, and um, they're traveling to number 8 Mason. And uh, certainly those two teams want to get some more points from this game and try to move up and and host a first-round playoff game. And then how about Moeller? 8-0, 8-0, taking on Lakewood St. Edwards, 7-1. That is Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. at Shea Stadium there in Norwood. The top two teams in the Division I state poll. This could be a preview of a state championship game in Canton in December. I know it's a lot of football to be played, but certainly uh, this has a billing of a, a fantastic game with the Crusaders being number 19 nationally in max preps. Well, thanks again for listening and watching. I will have... Uh, A lot of uh, reaction for you from this week nine, and we'll look ahead to a special week 10 as we get ready for the playoffs here in just two weeks. We'll talk to you again next week.